Uh, welcome to Every Week in a Movie, everybody. My name is Ben Harris. I'm joined by Taylor Becker. That's right. Um, originally, I was thinking about having like different hosts on this podcast with me on a regular basis, but it turns out it's just going to be Taylor Becker probably forever. You'll probably hear never hear another voice other than both of ours on this podcast again. I will, I will kill anybody else that tries to go on the show without me. So if you hate our voices, just stop listening, because it's, uh, it's not going to be worth your time. There isn't going to be any new charismatic hosts on that are significantly better at uh, podcasting than us. Um, this week, weekend, excuse me, we watched Deadpool 2, the newest flick starring Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, and plenty of other very fun characters who are mostly like in costume and in CGI, so I, I don't... I, I couldn't tell you who they are. And not a lot of screen time for anybody other than Ryan Reynolds. No, he's kind of overwhelmingly uh, in this movie, which makes sense because it's kind of his kind of his thing. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is kind of really at the heart of this film. This movie is, for all of the Deadpool fans, for so long we're wanting an accurate depiction of Deadpool. Uh... And I think the first one was very much like that, too. And, you know, all of the... I found that a lot of the people that I know personally who like Deadpool are, like, kind of the the renegades of comic book heroes. They're like, yeah, Marvel movies are okay. You know, anything by Marvel Studios is just all right. X-Men's cool. DC's cool. But if you heard of Deadpool, it's the coolest superhero on the planet. Um... So I don't really consider myself a Deadpool super fan. I enjoyed the last one, um, and I enjoyed this one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was fun. It was. It's very much. Everyone. A lot of people talk about this. Is that you know Robert Downey Jr. was made. He's almost made to be Iron Man. Like it's hard to imagine Iron Man being anyone else other Mm -hmm. than Robert Downey Jr. And that's something that some characters kind of struggle to find. I mean, Spider Man has had three different people play him within the last 20 years that's insane that's a lot of people um the hulk has had three there's just a couple characters within the superhero universe it's hard to find their you know their their person um wolverine had great success so uh, deadpool ryan reynolds is is deadpool this is just ryan reynolds playing himself yep. and that just so happens to be an amazing character in deadpool um his humor is everything that i want to be he's everything i ever I ever was and will ever be, and oh, I love you really him so worship much. this guy. Oh, I do. I worship the the weird ground he stands upon with those little baby feet. Um, but no, I I really enjoyed this movie. It was so much fun, and I really loved the first one. I mean, yeah, it's it's super like antihero. This is so not Marvel. Look how not Marvel we are. Um, but at the same time, has you know some similar aspects to any other superhero movie with the fights and the blurs and the superpowers and the kind of vague plot lines that don't really go anywhere until the climax. And yeah, um, it was just, it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, it was, it was something I enjoyed a lot. And I think, I think that's my biggest takeaway from this movie is it wasn't, I found a lot of superhero movies like take themselves way too seriously. I mean, I feel that way with like most Marvel Studios stuff, like Doctor Strange and the Avengers, and like it's those you know they're fun, but at the same time they're like they try to play out play themselves off as like serious like action dramas with a fun you know a few quirky one liners in them. Uh, but I feel like this movie just really is self aware in the fact that it's a very goofy superhero movie with lots of crazy villains and 
action sequences, and it knows it isn't something that you're not necessarily going to get like emotionally tied to, and it just wants to give you a good time. A good time it gave me. Yes, definitely. Um, but as far as the story goes, I I actually thought it was like it was unique. It was something you know. It was kind of different than the traditional superhero kind of structure that we see on a regular basis with like every Marvel movie ever. Um, I thought the whole like uh, the entire you know, like the moral dilemma of you know Josh Brolin's character attempting to like you know kill this kid. Um, in order to save his own family, um, was kind of this weird, like, moral confliction that, um, presented an interesting dynamic. It did. His character, he was really good. Um, he ha- he was dark and kind of scary at first, and I thought that he was really gonna kick Deadpool's ass, but Deadpool, you know, was able to fight back enough to where he made it a fight. There's the, there's a couple times that he made it a pretty good fight and was able to get away. Um, he was, like, scary, but I didn't think he was going to kill anybody, I guess. I thought yeah. that there were too many characters around that were too important. Um, but, I, I mean, the story was it was interesting. I enjoyed the story aspect of it all. I mean, um, to be honest, I did not like the little kid character. Really? Um, I was kind of, He just kind of annoyed me. Russell was his name. Yeah, Russell. Yeah. He, I don't know, the way he, he had that New Zealand accent and... You just, I just think of everyone from New Zealand as being like Kiwi, just like super relaxed. And he had this like kind of annoying angsty thing, which is I'm sure what they're going for. But I don't know. I think I was just, I just wasn't vibing with that character. I was like, as little yeah. as I see of him, I'm good. I, I, he's in another movie, a very prominent movie um, called Hunt for the Willer People. Um where he plays a very goofy kid called Ricky Baker. It was like an indie film directed by the same guy that directed uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, to, oh gosh, I don't remember his name. Um, anyway, uh, he I, I find after watching that movie, I appreciated him a lot more in this one. Um, but his character is just kind of this like very, you know, as you said, kind of this like rebellious angsty teen. I thought the cast in this film was much more, like, diverse than I thought it was going to be. Plenty of, like, fun celebrity cameos. Um, and really just, like, overall, I felt like every character um, was memorable and wasn't necessarily um, forgettable. Even the characters that we see in, you know, X-Force that exist for, you know, 20 minutes, I still thought um, had, had unique qualities. Um, and overall, I think... That I mean, it was a really strong part of the film was the characters, and without them, like really, I don't think that there would be much of a movie if the characters weren't just memorable and interesting as they were. That whole scene threw me for quite the ride because I really thought that the you know X Force characters were going to be because they went through the kind of like recruiting process so fast in that scene. I'm like, okay, they're just trying to get through this, and then this team is really they're going to do something together. I, I'm sure I knew it was going to be funny and stupid. But yeah. I didn't think that they would just all die, which was hilarious. Yeah, I, and like in the trailers and stuff, you're kind of led to believe that this like X Force team is going to be a big part of the movie, and then they all just get just slaughtered within like, it's such, probably the funniest sequence to me in the entire film because it was just, just ridiculous. I was just sitting on that billboard, just watching them all, um, and that was just, and then Domino, who actually survives and is pretty 
badass throughout the rest of the film. I loved her character. Oh yeah, Lucky, that's a interesting superpower that I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever heard of. Um, I mean, I don't read comic books, and I know that she's an actual comic book character, but her portrayal was really good. I thought the actress did an amazing job, and then I thought, I mean, her ability—it's just luck, and and I, I didn't think how that could play out until all the scenes really just showed her just being lucky all the time, like quote unquote lucky. And I don't know, she was a pretty badass character. Yeah. I, th- I really enjoyed the fact that, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, like, Wade Wilson just was absolutely, like, shitting on her superpower the entire time. It's being like, Lucky, what is, like, that's not a, that's, you're not a superhero, that's not a superpower, but she kind of proves the opposite in the end. Um, I also liked, like, the, the entirety of the X-Men cameo towards the beginning of the movie. With everybody in there and they close the door. Yeah. I just, I, I just think, like, the self-awareness of Deadpool was... Watching the first one was very much very gimmicky and very much like, oh, yep, that's all this movie is going to be. Um, and that's really how I felt about the first one was there was like the story itself wasn't something I really enjoyed. But I mean, it was just the quirkiness of his character and the self-awareness of the fact that he's in a movie um, that was kind of interesting. But really, to me, that was all that all that I got out of the first movie, but this one, like, you know, story elements, character development, you know, setting, action sequences were all really solid, and then there was this kind of this fun, quirky idea that the main character knows that um, he's, you know, in a film. It was interesting that they didn't make that the center of this film, like they kind of did in the first one. It was really written to this, just, you know, the core of the movie was like this this quirky, self-aware character, Um, but it was just kind of an addition, at least kind of what... I got from it was that it was kind of just, you know, this little cherry on top of, like, a a pretty solid, you know, action-adventure superhero movie. If his character didn't have that self-awareness that he does, I feel like it still would have been, you know, pretty darn good. It was a brutal movie. There's a couple scenes that were just rough. Um, the main one that comes to mind is when they are in the orphanage and she's domino's like kicking ass upstairs mm-hmm. and she pushes this guy into the bed and like she pushes a lot of bed frames onto him yeah and he's just like laying there and then his head just kind of exposed and then this dresser comes down and just just takes his head clean off and there's another one where deadpool uh saves russell and he falls down onto the prison like table mm-hmm. and his body is just broken all yeah. over but the, I that, I knew that was an interesting thing with the uh, the neck things. Yeah. What to call them? The braces they put around their necks that suppresses their superpower. I was like, oh, that's a pretty interesting twist. And I I thought the whole movie, like, oh, okay, he's just gonna try to kill himself with this uh, neck bracelet, neck neck chain, neck thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of waiting for that the whole time. And so when it kind of came at the end, I was like, oh, okay, this I knew this is where it's gonna be. And I thought it, that was gonna be the end. Um, but there was the whole. Josh Brolin saving the day. Yeah. Ish. And then, you know, his dead wife, which was kind of a weird, like, afterlife thing where she's just, like, hanging out in their uh, dead apartment, I guess. Um, It's heaven. And she's like, nope, you're not ready yet. I'm like, ah, Deadpool 3, here it comes. Um, But I I was reading on Reddit after I saw this movie, and I was reading, and I guess um, the same... You saw Logan, right? Do you see that one? Yep. Um, I guess they use when in uh, Deadpool's like death sequence, they use the exact same music that they used in uh, 
Wolverine's dying sequence in Logan, <laughs> and it's just like funny little details like that that a lot of people aren't going to catch that really adds. I really, I loved just kind of this like self-awareness of, you know, in the beginning, like, uh, you know, Wade Wilson just like bitching about how, uh, like, you know, Logan kind of stole his movie's vibe with a rated R rating and dying at the end, and I gave I, it away. Yeah, I thought that uh, I thought that that was kind of an interesting thing to do. That was very fun and added a lot of dynamic. And I, it was interesting to see a movie where he literally says, "Yep, I'm gonna die at the end of this movie," um, and he does kind of, but um, it's you know not necessarily about who dies and who lives because it really doesn't matter in a film like this. And he, his death monologue is hilarious too. He just won't go. I mean, that bit's been played over before. Um, but yeah. I mean, he's it in a good way. And it's funny cause this movie, uh, I mean, we had this, we talked about this with star Wars and I think with guardians of the galaxy, there's just times where these movies are trying so hard to be emotional, but they can't be emotional for too long. So it's like, you know, you have an emotional scene for about a minute and then you got to slice right through that and put, a, f- a fart joke or something you know mm-hmm. just to lighten the vibe but this movie i think it's kind of the opposite like it is almost always a comedy comedy action first and then i don't I mean there's a couple of scenes in the first movie i think more of that were slightly emotional this one i didn't really ever feel emotional even when mm-hmm. he was dying or even when his wife died it immediately went into him like kicking ass um but it it's just always funny so it doesn't need to break it with it almost slices the comedy with emotion for like a split second and then right back to comedy, which is kind of what his whole monologue, I think, idealizes. Like that is, you know, this trying to be sad, trying to be funny all at the same time, um, like dealing with pain through humor. That's like how he was coping. And I think it worked really well. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I really enjoyed kind of like the wholesomeness of this film because Deadpool, you know, as we know, it's just this kind of this relentless, brutal character that's just kind of pissed off and like killing everybody. Uh, but he really does have like some tender, like honest moments in this film. And I think, you know, the whole the whole direction of it is like him, you know, needing a change of heart to like be with his uh, deceased girlfriend or whatever. So kind of watching that character development was really cool. Like you know, I think we often see Deadpool, and a lot of what I saw in the you know first film, which I don't remember too much, but a lot of what I saw in the first film was like, kind of also how I feel about it was kind of off topic, but like uh you know like Jack Sparrow of Pirates of the Caribbean, like this character that cannot be taken seriously and is in the film way too much for just kind of his silly silly you know bit that he does. Uh, that's kind of how I honestly felt about the first one. Like I enjoyed it. But it was kind of like, oh, this movie is centered around a character with a one quirk where he talks to the audience, and that's all it really has. Um, but the second one, to me, really, you know, introduced a different dynamic where, like, yeah, he's kind of this, like, asshole, uh, you know, mercenary-style character. But deep, deep down inside, he's actually kind of a good person. And, uh, like, the, I think that sequence at the end where he's, like, you know, talking about, like, there is family. And, I mean, while it's comedic, it's still, you know, like a... A, you know kind of a tender real honest moment which was which was neat to see in a film that centers around you know comedy and gore and you know funny one-liners ayuko that was my favorite bit <laughs> i loved you Kyo. yeah it was that was yeah it was fun and i like how like she doesn't have hardly any lo- i mean she's you know a pretty prominent character in the movie but she doesn't have like a lot of 
lines that uh, the other characters have, other than just, just like, hi! Hi, Wade! How you go? Blind yeah. Owl is hilarious again. It's another, that's just a funny character. Yeah. I just think Sips that entire sequence, like when he loses his legs and they're growing back, is just like one of the funniest scenes in a superhero movie I've ever seen. That was pretty hilarious, the whole scene. He gets up and he <laughs> shakes his hand and God. That's what sucks about I mean, TJ Miller, I think I I don't think I've ever watched one of his stand ups, but I mean his character's hilarious within this movie. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that he's having so much uh, off screen issues. because um, mm-hmm. I love I mean he is the one-liners he just throws are hilarious, and I love all of them. Overall, I think this film was really well done. Um, characters were very strong. Setting was strong. Um, and it still had some sort of, like, tie-in to the Marvel the Marvel world, um, which, which, was, which was fun, which was neat. Even though it's this truggy situation where Deadpool and the X-Men are owned by, you know, a different... Um, you know, a different company. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Every Week in a Movie, the podcast. Um, next week, we will be talking about Solo, the hit Star Wars film made by Disney and uh, Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars team, I guess. Um, Lucas Films. Lucas Films. <laughs> George Lucas and his pals. Uh, we'll be back next Monday with that just bundle of joy. Um, things have been a little inconsistent for a while just because of, oh, we're college boys and the semester's been, a, you know, crazy. But the consistency will continue coming out on Mondays at around 1 o'clock. Um, I'd like to say thanks to Chad Crouch for the use of our theme song. Um, it's called A1 Rogue. You can check out his stuff at soundofpicture.com. Um, cool guy with lots of cool tunes that you can really use for anything. Um, and it's also just good to listen to. It's on Spotify, too. So look up Chad Crouch or, or his uh, artist name, his pseudonym, Poddington Bear, um, Quality Tunes. I'd like to say thank you to you guys for listening to the show. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'll post, oh, all of our written stuff and promos and occasionally, like, a little poll, um, you know, how people felt about the movie. Um, and if you respond to our tweets on how you felt about the movie, we'll talk about it on the show, um, which will be a very great and neat thing, and, uh, we'll say your name, and you'll feel happy because some very famous people said your name. And, uh, I think that's it. Is that all? Got any more housekeeping fun notes? I don't think so. I think you, you nailed the housekeeping there, wife. Thank you. I am good at house cleaning. Okay, well, we will see you next week. So long. Farewell. Farewell.